Welcome to Totally Tell Me, a weekly entertainment re- review podcast where we talk about movies, music, food, and fun. We're just feeling like not prepared to even say that, but I just, I had to roll with it, you know. Mm-hmm. We started recording and here we are and there it was. So <laughs> my name's Dominic McCurio and I'm here with Laura Weinbach. Hello. And our, what, are you are you concerned about someone over there? No, the, I'll tell you later. You're, <laughs> you're like, you're monitoring We'll save situation. it for the cast. Oh, so, oh well, we're, we're on, we're the, on ca- the cast. I mean, yeah, we're on the cast. We do no, say, say I'll it, save so. it for the later cast. Right, right, right. <laughs> Part of the cast. Right. And our guest today is LaLynn St. Juice. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. Glad nice to, to see ya. Yeah. Um, LaLynn, if you don't know, is the uh, singer and songwriter of The Session, an Oakland-based band. Um, and she's here with us today for a very special reason that we're going to get into very shortly. Um, but I was also going to mention that today's episode, we're going to be reviewing Parasite, which is a 2019, um, br- brand new film from, uh, Korean director, hold for the, hold for the Bong cut Joon here. Bong Joon-ho. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay, got it I'll, quicker than I did. Look I'll at this. I'll tell you what you I was saving facts. for the cast. You got some facts over here. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. This is amazing. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 99%. Have okay. you ever seen such well, a thing? Yes, I have seen such oh, really? a thing. Oh, really? I guess yeah. I don't pay attention that much. But, but here's what I'll say about Rotten Tomatoes. Actually, I love that you brought this up, Laura. Yeah. I love that you brought this up because <laughs> I have strong feelings about Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. Really? Here's the deal. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. Here's the thing you got to know. Any review that they count that is 70% or higher, like in the... So say, for example, it got three and a half stars. That would be 70%. Mm-hmm. So say 10 publications all give it three and a half stars then it gets 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I mean? Hmm. Because all they have is a fresh or a rotten tomato. Like, that's how that kind of works. So, it's like, if it's... What's the threshold? 70%. Hey, everybody. It's Dominic from the future here. I'm editing the episode. And I realized I said that uh, Rotten Tomatoes considers 70% or higher a uh, positive review. But it's actually 60% or higher they consider a positive review, which basically makes the point even more that Rotten Tomato scores are a bit deceptive. So just look at uh, something like Metacritic or just go see the movie, honestly. Uh, judge for yourself or listen to reviewers that you trust. That's my two cents. All right, back to the show. Oh, okay, gotcha. So if the review kind of boils down to whether it be 3.5 or three and a half stars out of five or whether it be 7.5 out of 10, you know, however that kind of boils down to being 70% or higher, that's how they gauge whether the film is a po- whether the review is a positive review or a negative review. I do not know. So that. it's I always feel like when people see on Rotten Tomatoes, like, oh my god, you hear that this new movie got ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes? I think that implies that you would think, and how it should work is the average review is ninety eight percent, which is that would be absolutely incredible. That would be crazy mm-hmm. for like basically hundreds of reviewers to all have an average score of like ninety eight of a hundred. Mm-hmm. That's insane, and mm-hmm. that would never happen really, well, because you know we just can't agree like that these days. <laughs> I guess I no, but I, I for some reason I thought that it was really hard to get like a decent score on Rotten Tomatoes because it used to be I don't know I I mean. I guess I've been looking at Rotten Tomatoes for a few years now. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I've been looking at Rotten Tomatoes for a few years No, but now. it just seems like a lot of movies that I think are really good, well, some of them do get high scores, but there are some that I are, I'm surprised don't get that you know, very good score, and I just assume people don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> See, or Rotten I, Tomatoes is just really hard to get a good score on or something like that. I think it just comes down know. to like divisive kind of movies, you know, mm-hmm. like for instance, Mother, the film that we watched a couple years ago by yeah. Darren Aronofsky, mm-hmm. uh, we both loved it, but like that's a very divisive film. And so 
divisive films tend to get much lower scores on Rotten Tomatoes than you yeah. would think that they would should like deserve because mm-hmm. that seventy percent cutoff is like a weird. Well, how you know did I mean? how did Call Me by Your Name do on Rotten Tomatoes? I mean, probably good. No idea. I, I just feel like Rotten Tomatoes is just not a good metric uh-huh. to kind of gauge how good a movie is. Well, what about I? Okay, it did get ninety percent liking this movie by google users is no, that i no? actually think that's a little more i think that's honestly a little more uh doable like it also got 95 percent on metacritic <laughs> oh actually metacritic it. that actually that's incredibly impressive because mm-hmm. metacritic is exactly what i was saying mm. where they mm. just take the average mm. truly just the average mm, score the true of average. all reviews gotcha. so one to a hundred they boil down what that number means if you get it four stars, that means it's 80%. And mm-hmm. then that factors into the average score. So actually 95% on... Look, anyways, we're getting, an, we're getting deep into the weeds here. Just about so that. you know, it also got 8.5 <laughs> out of 10 on IMDb. And it's apparently made 90.8 million U- U- US dollars in the box office. And we're going to say... Is that well, profit or... <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, it just opened, actually. It just opened very wow. recently oh. um, in theaters. And uh, yeah, this was sort of like at Sundance. It got a lot of buzz. Um, it's kind of been making the rounds. People are talking, chattering. But here we are now. It's out and about. And uh, people are seeing it. And we're going to see our thoughts in a little bit here. But we're going to get back to it. Mm. <laughs> First, though, I just wanted to discuss with you, Lalin, yes. something that is very exciting. It that. Is. You know, this is coming out a day after something very special has just been announced and released mm-hmm. into this world. Yes. Um, do you want to take it from here? What what uh what's what's up with you lately? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we just released into the world a song called "Dive," um, and in conjunction with that song being available worldwide for folks to listen to off of our upcoming album called Cyan, mm-hmm. which will be out in early 2020, we're also releasing a video that happened to have been directed by Dominic. <laughs> and um, so that's out in the world right now. And so that's super exciting. Yeah. So you've been working on this album for a while now. Yeah. And yeah, yeah I got these tracks a while ago and I will say it's great. You're all going to love it. Can't wait for people to hear it. But yeah, um, I'm curious, like, you know, tell us about this album. Is it, uh, how, how long has it been in the making? Um, I mean, we're always writing. Mm-hmm. So we were probably writing it as far back as three years ago when we were releasing our last album. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so some songs are old like that. And some came up last year. Mm-hmm. And it's just been... Um, just the process of getting this group i think an eclectic group of songs together that um represent a certain time in my life around just a lot of change and a lot of um confronting of things and looking at things in a different kind of way and getting over certain things like well not getting over but Mm -hmm. trying to make my way through sadness and expectations for myself so i'm really excited to share these songs and see how folks respond to them Mm-hmm. yeah yeah awesome i can't wait for people to hear it yeah. um with dive specifically which is the song that just came out yesterday you can all go find it and we're also going to play it at the end of this episode um with dive specifically uh what could you say about that song um where did it kind of come from yeah you know it was a f- a writing session that i had where i was just releasing kind of i mean i was just freestyling writing but what was coming out was this sense of time that i needed to step to the edge of myself 
that it was this moment that I needed to make a change mm-hmm. and take charge and confront these aspects that were hindering me, you know? And so it's sort of about me trying to break through uh, sadness and self-doubt and saying, I don't want this anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think the sound of it, you know, it has, you know, this upbeat kind of four on the floor almost kind of vibe. And it's mm-hmm. it's very powerful to me, the sound of it, you know, mm-hmm. so that we can have that momentum to push through. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Yeah, I love the song. You sent it to me um, quite some time ago. <laughs> now it's it feels like it's been what like a year or something or yeah maybe longer maybe longer know. yeah <laughs> um and i loved it and uh we were pretty quickly starting to talk about or you you guys proposed um having me come on and and do uh multiple videos for yes. your guy your your album cyan because mm-hmm, we love and, you so much <laughs> well and it's vi- vi- vice versa of course i was super thrilled and also that idea was very um exciting to me too because i've always wanted to kind of make a multi-video kind of narrative experience for people and uh that's exactly what we've kind of been working on for this last year together is and i'm just so thrilled now to finally be sharing the first chapter which is the video for dive uh, which is chapter two in this sort of uh four chapter um narrative that's gonna be rolling out over the next few months before Mm -hmm. the album comes out yeah Uh, is the release that announced or is it not Maybe we just no. we'll just keep it we'll keep it vague. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> early twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear it. You'll hear it. Uh, but before then, you'll also see these videos start to roll out. Uh, mm-hmm. All starring, of course, La Lin. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's just been such an exciting process to get to work with you again. We we did one video for your last album together mm-hmm. uh, for the title track, Flames and Figures. Yeah. Um, and that was that was such a blast, and it was even more of a blast this time to like not only just get one video together. Like it was so nice when we. Dive was actually the first one we shot together, yeah. uh, the one that just came out. And it was so exciting after that shoot to be like, all right, we get to do three more of these I now. Know. Like, it wasn't over, you know? Because mm-hmm. usually at the end of a music video, you're like, oh, now that was what? so fun. But yeah, like, now <laughs> yeah. what do we get to do, you know? <laughs> like hungering for more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just remember I was just like so thrilled. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, can't wait to do the next one now. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. yeah, it's exciting. Yeah, so mm-hmm. go check out uh, Dive. Go check out the music video. Yes. Um, I myself have seen it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, Laura. I what, enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's go. really good. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I haven't and, yet shared. Uh, okay, sorry. Yeah, just this, a lot. Every, the performance is really good. The cinematography, the directing, the lighting, all of it is just really top tier. <laughs> oh, thank you yeah. high praise from laura yeah over and here. um and like you were talking about how there's kind of themes of you know kind of pushing and pulling and sort of that kind of thing that's kind of there <laughs> in the video for <laughs> sure i mean like in terms of the content like the visual content and you know just the whole concept it seems like to me is very much that about that mm-hmm. cool. yeah and it's it really comes through in a cool way okay. it's very creative i'll say no more <laughs> no, it's fine. Oh, thanks so much. I don't know much. what I else mean, to say. I mean, because I don't want to. I don't feel like I should try to give anything away. Right? Yeah, maybe don't give anything away. Uh, yeah, it's like go see. What? Yeah, just go well, see it. Go to your local like, theater. See, yeah, go to your local theater <laughs> called YouTube.com <laughs> <laughs> or Google. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> check it out. You know. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't know. I guess we could we could talk a little bit of details. Like, just pause the fucking podcast for four minutes and go check it out, and then come yeah. right on back. Right. Pause um, the podcast. Wait. Pause it. You know. Pause it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think this actually be fun to talk about, like some of the details of the making of. If oh I mean, yeah, you know, well, if there was anything. 
anything to talk about, really. Mm. I mean, I don't know. What are the details? Could get into it, you know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, look. I mean, it's like you know, sand. Well, yeah. Was, <laughs> what's up with it? The dirt pile. Yes. So there, I, I guess we could just talk Let's about talk, what's in look, the video. The spoiler. The spoiler cast. Now <laughs> we're right. spoilers. Now, so yes. you've seen it, right? Everybody, you've seen it. <laughs> okay. So, Pause it. Go so see like, it. Yes. come back. <laughs> oh, because by the time this comes out, it will. It'll be out. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So like, you know, yeah. Go go see it. Um. So in the video, Lolan kind of like busts out of a giant heaping, a heap of dirt, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my thought was, wow, you were in there. <laughs> How'd you get, how did that go? <laughs> what was that like? Were I you was, uncomfortable? I was in there. Um, <laughs> like, how long were you in there for? A while, it feels like. But we were able to make it work with uh, not fully burying me completely. Mm-hmm. So a right. secret there. Right. <laughs> I wasn't. Uh, yeah, yeah. But nevertheless. You can if you feel like it. I, mean, that's, I leave it up to you, really. <laughs> nevertheless, yeah, there was still a good amount of sand on. You know, it was heavy. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, But it was fun. I had never been in a pile of sand before. <laughs> Did it feel good in a way? And. I mean, good and scary. Did it kind of like, was it like a massage kind of in a, like a, sand, like a no, sandy way? No. <laughs> like I a sandy massage? I didn't think massage. Like exfoliating I, or something? Was it like hot stones but sand? No, not as good as that. Oh, really? <laughs> Have you had hot stones before? For a massage, yeah. Oh, cool. I love cool. hot stones. Uh-huh. <laughs> but no, it was more so, like, you know, it. what it brought up was like feelings of um you know, can I hope I can get out? I mean, I knew I could, but it, it, I actually did wonder. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm, Will I mm, get out? I mean, mm. irrational thoughts. No, no, I think that's fairly <laughs> rational. Um, yeah. But while you were thinking that, were you thinking like, this is like something I need to pay attention to <laughs> or something like that? Like, was it kind of bringing I, up these kind of issues in a such a way that was sort of symbolic? I don't know. I just It was just, I didn't think of myself as a claustrophobic person, but I had that somewhere mm. within. So I did learn something. Ah. Yes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't even fully no, know that. Well, I, I mean, it was just little, you yeah, know, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. have moments of like, sure. oh, wow, I'm under all this sand. Yeah. You know, wait. Uh, did, oh yeah, go ahead, sorry. Wait, did did you study psychology? No, no. But I've done some therapy, or I've I've been a therapist, and I. Oh wow! Really? Wow! That's yeah. crazy. Sure. Wait, wow! You've you, been on wait, both no, ends. you studied oh, yeah. you studied literature, right? I did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Same here. So, mm-hmm. And right. Santa Cruz. Right. Santa Cruz. Have, yep. Yeah. We had a very exciting right revelation. Revelation. I think that was the last podcast, actually. I think that uh, night, right? Yeah. Many. I mean, there have been other revelationary moments where I think we like realize that again. Um, but so you were a therapist. I was. Wow. Yeah. I didn't Briefly. know that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so do you kind of think of things in a therapeutic way? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Like, so in, when you were in, underneath the dirt, you were thinking of that in terms of, like, therapy, <laughs> in a way. Well, I knew the thought was irrational, uh-huh. so I didn't have okay. to give in to the thought. Mm-hmm. I just noticed it rising within me, uh-huh. and then uh-huh. where do I feel the feeling, yes. and then let it go. So, Pro yeah, wow, interesting. Very, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that is kind of a therapeutic approach to thoughts. <laughs> yes, right. I would say gotcha. so. Gotcha. And I think we talked pretty early on that you had never, like, gotten buried in the sand at the beach or something before oh like, yeah i didn't do that really yeah. as a kid really. yeah that, that's crazy <laughs> I, I i would do that like i feel like when i went Wait, to you buried and, yourself neck deep in sand not like neck deep but like you know your whole body balls deep? yeah <laughs> balls deep <laughs> <laughs> sort of like a, a laying down like a laying down and then you get buried it's kind of nipple fun, deep you know? at least nipple deep yeah, at least nipple deep, yeah. <laughs> i've never had that myself happen. you don't do it either i've never tried it but i've always thought it would be kind of fun mm. here but i was I thinking did. it was a thing yeah, see it's not i've heard like, it's not a thing no I no i heard <laughs> that like it's it's dangerous though isn't it 
or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. They have methods on the beach to get people out of the sand. Oh, really? Wait, yeah. like, because people really do get stuck? I think so. I think the lifeguard was saying there's a method to dig yourself out of the sand. Oh, really? There's like, a- you kind of, like, wiggle? I don't know. They, they <laughs> learn. They get trained. Oh, wow. <laughs> because <laughs> the lifeguards frequently find themselves buried neck deep in the sand. Not themselves, <laughs> or, but they have to go help all the, the people. Because oh, I think but it's, like, no. kids, kids will do it. Like, yeah. kids, because it's, like, a fun, like, kid, kid I, time. Yeah. You know? I didn't know that, like, another person couldn't get you out, though. I mean, you can get like, out. I would just assume just dig around them. You know what this I mean? This was I a think whole them new... I didn't know this was a concern. Yeah, I didn't know that was a concern. I thought it would be a concern if you were like by yourself and somehow you ended up burying yourself neck deep in sand and then suddenly you just couldn't get out. Right, I mean, yeah. I've heard that be a thing. Yeah, yeah. No. There was an episode of... Um, well, there's a scene. One of the vignettes in the movie Creep Show is kind of about that. If you've seen that mm-hmm. hit flick from the eighties, I think I saw the Great second movie, or one or something. Oh, Creep Show! Oh, yeah, the one where the guy is like buried in the sand. He gets buried in the sand in the, oh, yeah, on the beach, yeah. and then they like put a TV in front of him and. Basically, he's like, you know, 10 feet away from the waves and, you know, by nightfall, he's getting, you know, closer and closer and he can't get out. It's like a horror movie. It's a thing. Uh, Like, they basically highlight that concept. You cannot get out of the sand if you're buried deep. Well, Lalin got out of it. (laughs) But she got out of it. No, I know. We're actually, the interview's from the room. We're we're in the room right now and uh, Lalin's in the sand still and uh, unfortunately, she's just going to be here. So, I don't know. The tour might be called off. Yeah. The reality of the room being what? Uh, Reveal. That is a secret that I will not Ooh. be revealing. Oh, you won't? Oh, <laughs> you did okay. hit upon something oh, well, that okay. is a secret that I will keep to my grave. Okay. Okay. Though you do know, I think. I do know, yeah. <laughs> I think I told you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's not for public knowledge, though. Okay. Tell us <laughs> what no, your Fair enough question, are. fair enough question. Yeah. <laughs> People can just guess. People can guess, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. are they? Mm-hmm. My official response is under earth. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> middle I'll, earth. And I'll say no more. Yeah, middle earth, exactly. Mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings itself. Mm-hmm. That's where we shot it. <laughs> <sighs> Cool. But anyways, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, check it out. Yeah, check it out. You know, uh, listen to the track too, just on repeat on the old Spotify, and mm-hmm. you know, stay tuned for more yes. from from La Land. More is coming from the yes, session real definitely. soon here. Um, but yeah, what what else is up with you? Anything else uh, going on in, in your life these mm, days? No, I mean just getting ready for this album, pretty much, yeah. and so excited for these videos and just. Are you going to be touring? Yeah, at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at some point in 2020, like in the spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so I'm super excited just to do that. And then I've just been singing a lot. I'm doing a lot of solo stuff, too, and just staying busy. Yeah. That's cool. I yeah. saw you at Amnesia. It was great. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> cool stuff that you're working on solo. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. Laura, what's up with you these days? What is up with me? Uh, let me think. Well, my brother was in town last night and the night before. He was touring through the old, you know, California region. Well, yeah. yeah. My brother Brent, he's like uh, got this podcast called Poundcast. This guy, DJ Doug Pound, and uh, they have a show, a, a series on YouTube called Pound House. So they were like taking that on the road. And anyway, they were just here. And so that was fun. We watched uh, Tales from the Dark Side. Oh yeah, and also the dark. Uh-huh. yeah, it's kind of a fun little movie. It's like another one of these horror movies that's like four vignettes basically. Uh-huh. And in the first one, stars like a very young Steve Buscemi, uh-huh. which was kind of fun to watch. Yeah, it's weird to imagine him young. He's really young. Uh-huh. You know Steve Buscemi, the oh, big yeah. bug eyes dude. Yeah, mm, I, <laughs> I feel like he's so yeah. cool. He's so Steve, cool. Steve he's such a cool actor. Yeah. I mean, he is he's cool. Really yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, he always, I feel like, picks really cool roles, you know? Or he always gets cast in these kind of cool, weird roles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what else? I'm trying to think. I really should have been a little more prepared, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> what's up with you, though? What are you up to? Uh, you know, just this and that, you know? Uh, yeah. Definitely... Definitely a lot of the last six months, <laughs> which I haven't been able to talk in this po- about on this podcast, has just been working on these videos, the the cyan videos. So, I mean, that's been going on. Um, mm. I went, uh, me and my boyfriend Josh, we went t- uh, up to Napa on l- last weekend, and we went uh, we went to an olive garden. Garden, yeah, but not like, but wait, <laughs> not, well, not the, not you know, the not olive the garden. Olive garden. Yeah. Oh, I thought you went to the Olive Garden. No, no, no. We got it. What's it called? Like, not interested. Is it an orchard <laughs> or something? Would it? Would you what? call it an orchard if it's like a natural an phenomenon? <laughs> an olive grove. Yeah, grove, you know? yeah. It's a grove, yeah. yeah. Like it's a, it's like a farm, or uh, I guess it's a farm. Yeah, it's a grove. Of it's yeah. It's like a yeah place that like they make olive oil there. It's like a, they got a whole operation. Yeah. Oh, I I think I maybe wait. Was it on a winery? Um, I don't think I didn't really get a winery vibe. Mm. I, I don't know. I really think it was all olives. Mm. I only saw olives as far as the eye. No, they see. have that there. They do. Okay, they I've have seen that. It. <laughs> well, so we went there because yeah. a friend of his, a roommate, his roommate, <laughs> uh, invited us to go. Um, they were all going as like a group to go olive picking mm-hmm. and basically just like helping out these guys to just pick tons of olives. And so we were just like picking olives for for. A few hours up that's there. That's cool. Oh, wow. It was quite the experience. I mean, it Sounds was lovely. It was definitely tiring. <laughs> but the end, I will if you say, eat, the, eat un pre- like prepared olives that you can, they're deadly, right? Oh, I, I don't know that's that. But, but what is crazy is they're all sorts of different colors too. Mm-hmm. Like they're you know I think of an olive and I think of like that green or the black, obviously. Mm-hmm. Those just those two colors. Many really. different kinds, but out they there. can just be all sorts of different colors. Red, you know? brown, red, brown, mauve, mauve. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you did remind me of something I did do. Yeah, what did you do? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> now that you mentioned it, um, yeah, I it. Oh, it? <laughs> no, just in terms of what did I do the other night? Well, my my brother was here. We ordered Taco Bell. <laughs> you ordered Taco Bell. Yeah. We had it delivered, and uh, but well, unfortunately, my order and my brother's order decided not to get delivered. We went and picked ours up to see if we could beat the Postmate. <laughs> oh my and wait, uh, we did not beat the postmate <laughs> wait wait so you ordered food <clears throat> yeah and you're like this is taking too long we're just gonna go no it wasn't that it was like my brother wanted also to like get some listerine <laughs> at 7-eleven so he was like you know trying to use that as an excuse to get me to like drive him to there and then also say like but i bet you if we go to taco bell we're gonna beat the postmate <laughs> oh which we did not beat the postmate <laughs> but we did get some tacos and um it was exciting to, you know, kind of look forward to somebody delivering tacos to my door, just a bag of them, and then laying them out as a spread <laughs> on the table. You know what I mean? Okay, and so look. <laughs> next time you want Taco Bell. Yeah. I got you. You Ooh, do? How up. do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't know anyone who eats Taco Bell. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but let me tell you, the session just one. <laughs> oh my <laughs> Lifetime god. Wait, supply? Did you get the, that scholarship thing from Taco Bell? $500 worth. You did not. A free Taco Bell. Holy Is that really so shit? true? That's so true. The session one. The session one. How did $500. You get that? I don't know. Wait, you know what's fun? Okay, I was going to get to the point here about the Taco Bell thing. In the drive through, they have this like placard that's like. You can win a scholarship to college through Taco Bell or something like that. And I just thought, 
<laughs> or it was like some weird thing and i thought <laughs> imagine getting like some kind of you know award from taco bell and then going to harvard well. like you know i graduated from harvard you know sumo cum laude i did get the taco bell scholarship and now i am a fully fledged up and running creator of actually the new you know, i am the sole creator of the new crunch gordita wrap <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like just imagine like you know i did i did win the taco bell ship <laughs> like, spread it that money so, <laughs> it just seems so unrealistic but like right. yeah i mean they do have all these different things you know and they're money makers you know the, right. the cheesy gordita crunch wow the, that's what i heard you about know, the doritos taco <laughs> Oh. <laughs> it's like they're all these kind of twists on, on the same thing really you know right, what I mean? yeah. it's like right, right. what if we made a taco a crunchy taco but we put a soft tortilla on the outside of it <laughs> like that whose genius idea was that and yet that was like a big deal at a certain point you know what yeah. I mean? but i did get the Dor- doritos taco a, ta- a dorito taco you know dorito taco it's like a shell that's made out of doritos uh-huh. not uh, like not a bunch of crumbled up doritos it's like it's one one big, one big chip Dorito, right yeah and i have to say i've had it once before and it was good you know because i think the flavor of the dorito was like a fiesta flavor oh, yeah whereas they didn't have that this time and it was only i the two options were either a nacho cheese dorito or a cool ranch dorito oh i love cool ranch i don't really like a cool ranch myself Into it. and um so i got the nacho and it was not good it was not <laughs> I don't like the nacho flavor in general, though. It's just too fake cheese. Nor do I. Mm-hmm. It was fake really overpowering the whole scene. Yeah, yeah. So do you want some gift cards or what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah look, I, I mean, do. you got an offer Wait, up so you here. don't even know how you won this? <laughs> yeah, well, we... <laughs> Courtney, our manager, decided to um, submit us for some thing that Taco Bell was doing where... Really? <laughs> where I think in the future... It's for artists and, like, in the future we could like maybe do some festivals through it. I have no, literally it just happened the other week. Yeah. And she was like, Hey, you didn't know about this, but you just won $500 worth of Taco Bell. So part <laughs> of our plan so cool. is we're going to try what to get some off to, um, some unhoused folks, you know, if folks want yeah. uh, some Taco Bell. And yeah. then the rest of it, I have no idea. So Does anyone <laughs> do you like Taco, Taco Bell? No, I haven't been to Taco Bell in years. Yeah, I'm more of an yeah. in and out or like worst comes to worst McDonald's. <laughs> oh, oh, this is curious. <laughs> so Taco more, Bell's wait, below. Taco, Bell's, Taco below. Bell's worse yeah, than McDonald's? Way... <laughs> oh, here we go. We're getting into some meat of Well, to be honest, I don't yeah. love Taco I would definitely <laughs> rather go to Del Taco, but they don't oh. have that here. What are you going to do? So yeah, I feel like Taco Bell does better. too much. Yeah, it yeah. is better. Yeah. I feel like their tacos are more of that iconic toy taco kind of fake taco. <laughs> uh-huh. You know what I mean? What mm-hmm. I want a taco to be. But Taco Bell is like, sometimes they're just doing too much. You know what I mean? Like they put <laughs> mm-hmm. too much meat up in there and it's like gets all soggy. And it's like, I just don't want a soggy taco. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I no. want a crunchy taco. Mm-hmm. Your strong feeling towards Taco Bell, Lalin. <laughs> Did this like come from a traumatic experience? What if they or? hear this? They're going to be bummed that they gave you $500 taco dollars. No, no, they're fine. Oh, Are they? my God. No, they're fine. <laughs> no. Don't worry about it. So uh, happy to receive. Yeah, exactly. All this no, wait, Taco Bell. I'm just kidding. Honestly, I don't like, it's I'm sure they're not going to be. Taco Bell. I, I mean, know. Seriously doubt they will listen to our podcast, but... <laughs> Um, this is the CEO of Taco Bell. But that's Bell pretty cool. Totally Wait, so me. are you going to do some festivals that Taco Bell is sponsoring? 
I have no I maybe hopefully they're not sponsoring it but I think they have like <laughs> I think corporations tend to have little thingies at festivals right or something. yeah they so do it's like just being thing. tied into the that's cool. you know and there'll be that sponsor logo on the stage I don't know it's like right, yeah right. maybe you Everything. have to eat one bite of a taco during your set or something no, I will refuse <laughs> <laughs> would you refuse you would like, refuse to eat a, I, you would just I eat not all even, other I eat all other fast but food you would except. simply not bite into a Taco Bell taco oh Taco Bell is really bottom of the list wow wow it's wow. really bottom of the list wow. wait why like what do you think about it deep down <laughs> you know what are your intricate thoughts it just on it? fell it just I, you know it's it's so soft and weird I don't know <laughs> soft so it's soft. soggy yeah, I think of the burrito being like oh too limp and, yeah like <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but what about a Del Taco burrito is that limp <laughs> Probably that's been years too. Oh, you know well, what I wait. Mean? So, but would you sink your teeth into a Del Taco taco? Well, she hard shell. I mean, if I had to choose between Del Taco and Taco, of course. Really? Wait, <laughs> why, of course. <laughs> <laughs> what is it to you about Del Taco that's better than Taco Bell? Because I have my reasons, but what are yours? <laughs> it's probably more novel to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Taco Bell, I grew up with mm. more so. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're getting into the, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how we've been talking about this for so long. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Olive. This is, this is our live every week. We just come on here. We talk about some bullshit like Taco Bell. It's like, this is just part of the course, you know? <laughs> I was just super excited to hear someone eating Taco Bell, and I just want to help. Yeah. So, no, I, I mean, I I'll, take you. A, yeah, I'll take some yeah. Taco Dollars, sure. Okay. Definitely. I'll drop them off. Absolutely. Thank you. That'd yeah. be great. I would definitely appreciate that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Wait, what part of LA did you grow up in again? Pasadena. Oh, Pasadena. And what, what were you again? I was in the Hollywood Hills, but I mean, I lived, I like grew up, I kind of, you know, I went to school in the Valley, so. Okay. Did you know about a place called Henry's Tacos by mm-hmm. any chance? Okay, that's that's my jam. I mean, that's what all of this is leading towards. Okay. <laughs> Basically, like, for me, Taco Bell and Del Taco, they, you know, they'll do the trick on, you know, a late night by yourself <laughs> right you know if you're just craving a taco or whatever but none of it comes close to what it go. really wishes it was which is henry's tacos which is in la okay it's basically like the ideal taco okay it's not like a taco you know in any kind of taqueria sense of the word it's you know like an american taco okay. <laughs> but it's the best version of that that oh, you can have okay. it's it's so good not an la trip goes by where um laura doesn't take us really? to del taco or sorry not del taco uh, henry's taco Henry's, henry's, henry's taco. taco. i recommend it it's on moore park and tahunga <laughs> for all yeah. you la listeners i'm out there ever oh really it's yeah i mean it's in the valley it's the valley yeah i don't really oh yeah well <laughs> forget it <laughs> yeah the meat though at henry's tacos is above and beyond any kind of ground beef that i've ever had Mm. which is perfect mm. but anyways i love that f- for for you and your lifestyle thank you i love that for you <laughs> <laughs> um, um look i'm very excited to talk about this movie yeah me too. Parasite. um again if you haven't seen it uh it's a korean uh i would call it like a dark comedy slash thriller um that is uh without giving away anything it's about um a family who's sort of living in I guess like the slums of this um, neighborhood. There's sort of like an affluent area, and there's the slums, and they're and they're um, they're kind of like schemers. The whole family is like a family of schemers, and they kind of are uh, figuring out a way in which they can start to uh, get some income. And they uh, 
kind of get intertwined with this affluent family and um, the story kind of takes off from there and they start to kind of, you know, find find their way into the upper class lifestyle. I don't know how much to really say without or giving things away. With, you know what I mean? Working for them. Yeah, working whatever, for but... them. Like, working for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like, I just don't want to give away anything. It's so, it's so good when you can just be surprised with this movie, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so brand new movie out in theaters now. Um, and uh, yeah, we're here to talk about it. We're going to first talk with um, no spoilers. So we're not going to spoil any story beats. We're just going to kind of say our first impressions, what we thought of it in general, if we liked it, if we didn't, etc. cetera. Um, and then after a certain point, We'll make it very clear that we're going to talk uh, spoilers, so you can choose to tune out if you would like to not hear. And if you have watched the movie, you can keep on listening. But uh, yeah, let's. Uh, we like to start with the guest here. Totally tell me, and um, I'm so curious to know what you thought, Lalin, of Parasite. Yeah, I loved Parasite. <laughs> I thought it was so good. I just, I didn't know what to expect. I, I knew nothing of the story or mm-hmm. whatever. I haven't heard about this movie. Um, and I just really enjoyed just going for the ride and seeing what this family is going through and what they do. And I was laughing. I was on the edge of my seat at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like when a movie can make me feel all these different things. And I like the the classism element to it, you know, of course. So. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Laura, what did you think? Um, I'm right there with you. I totally like, I liked this movie a lot. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was well directed. I thought it was like visually awesome and <laughs> just like yeah, the whole thing was a really fun wild ride and you know, it was just good, really good. I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, and I I'm I'm I also found myself feeling like all the things that Lawlin just expressed, you know, like on the edge of my seat and also kind of, you know, just totally engaged in, you know, the plot line and also the character dynamics and you know, the character shifts and you know, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah. I thought it was just a great, a great movie. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> what you think? You. <laughs> like we're all on the same page here. So we're well, this is just going to be a gush fest for the most part. Um, but yeah, I, I love this movie. I, I, uh, I love how well told the story is mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and how it kind of, unravels as, as the course of the movie goes on i f- i find the characters to be super compelling and you have you know you're kind of rooting for them all in like these kind of different ways and um even the people here you're not rooting for are still super interesting and like intriguing characters and and yeah i think what really stands out to me is just the writing and the storytelling specifically of mm-hmm. like really kind of um building to these moments that are just these very intense peaks um and successfully sustaining that level of intensity and really making you feel like you're in it and and you're there and and it's very um this movie's super immersive to me it really like wraps you up in its narrative and Mm -hmm. and characters and yeah i just think it's um yeah as far as the technical stuff goes of course it's beautifully shot um yeah I mean, what else? Do we need, do we need to get into spoilers? Or? I guess so. <laughs> Anything else anybody wants to say in a non-spoiler way? Or? I mean, no. no? <laughs> I don't yeah, think I so. He's got a lot of story stuff to talk about? or I, don't, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, for you too? Okay, all right. Well, look, let's move right along then. Okay. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Parasite, uh, you know, I suggest you tune out. Go check it out. Um, and then, you know, listen to the rest on your own time, your own schedule. 
Yep. Uh, <laughs> but look, we're going to talk spoilers. Parasite coming coming at you. Yeah. So the gloves are off. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, let's let's discuss the plot of this movie mm. and the various ways that things unfold. unfold. Mm. Because certainly things do unfold. unfold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do. <laughs> what do you think of the unfolding? <laughs> Mm, it was great (laughs) it was great i mean i was but i was still with this family you know Mm. what i mean because you know i'm i'm a revolutionary i want want this family to do well Mm. i don't you know um i want them to rise up out of poverty Mm -hmm. (laughs) that clearly seems to be the perspective for sure from this Mm -hmm. film is like right you know this this lower class family who's kind of found their way into working for this upper class family and Mm -hmm. and uh but yet they're still like the, the the class distinction. It never really changes. You know, it actually becomes more dis- defined and accentuated by them entering into this scenario right. mm-hmm. because now they're like up close and personal with it. And they really see like how the other half thinks of them. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that whole scene when basically the family is hiding from them and they're in the same oh. room and they're hearing the two, you know, adults like talking about their smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah and how that's a very telling scene for sure well that's like definitely the pivotal point for the for the father figure of the you know the mm-hmm. the servant family basically yeah. i think that was the moment that where he decided that he was going to kill him mm-hmm. like that was the deciphering point mm-hmm. like had that scene not happened he probably wouldn't have like stabbed the the other uh, the father right. through the heart yeah but it was like that was that was it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think it was then that he realized like you know, that they don't really have sympathy for them. Really, this upper class family doesn't really have sympathy for them. Like they might mm-hmm. think that they like them, that they never really truly relate. There's never actually like a connection. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's always they're there to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, it's interesting and the wife though. Mentioned something like, "Oh, I've never, I haven't been on the subway in ages." You know, right? Talking about, like, like she's oh, just completely oblivious. Sometimes. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. like so out of that kind of and, world. And he just like has disdain for you know, mm-hmm. like she is completely disconnected, and he sees it and despises it yeah Mm -hmm. and so to them to them like these people are like less than they're like sub you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well yeah i I think it's an interesting case too because also they're very kind to them yes they're kind to them in like a kind of Mm -hmm. pet like way you know but it's not actual kindness it's Uh yeah it's actually like something that caters to their feelings of superiority right Mm -hmm. it makes them feel makes them feel like because but they're always s- quick to set their hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, keep your eyes on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, don't make any mistakes. Yeah. I am the boss here. Mm-hmm. You know, we were chatting, but no, I'm going to let you know that. I'm still in charge. I'm still in charge. Yeah, yeah. This is a theme, like a lot of movie period piece dramas that I watch, like <laughs> habitually. <laughs> mm-hmm. They all deal with these same themes. You know, it's always about the class distinctions in different time periods, of course. But mm-hmm. like these same dynamics arise in different ways. And it's interesting. Because it like it's something that is both antiquated and still very much alive, you know, today in different oh, yeah. in different ways, in and subtle think, and not so subtle ways. Yeah, and there's that scene too where um, the family that they discover <laughs> or the the couple that they discover is using the basement area of the house. Uh, they film the uh, the 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 family who's working for the upper class family. Basically, she films them kind of revealing the fact that they are a family that, that right. you know, revealing that. And then she is mentioning like, Oh, it's like we have the, 
the nuclear Nuc- codes or, right, or whatever. Right. Like we have the button mm-hmm. to launch the, right, right. the nukes or something like it. Again, it kind of is this power displacement of, and, and they're kind mm-hmm. of talking about North Korea. And I felt like that was an interesting scene too. That's like the power is kind of shifting between even these two families that mm-hmm. are both disenfranchised and kind of, mm-hmm. you would think that they would kind of find uh I think they were going to try to do... Well, right, I think yeah. that the other family wanted to find a common ground and make peace with them. Mm-hmm. But it was obviously too late. Right. But uh, there was just... And you know what? And also, there were lots of interesting dynamics that were going on. Like, um, the scene between the two, the male, the boy, the young tutor, and mm-hmm. the, the girl who he's tutoring. I mean, their dynamic. That was an interesting thing, too, because... She just like really wanted to be with him. Like in a way there was kind of, I felt like their dynamic was maybe the most kind of about like level in a kind of way. I mean, mm-hmm. not for him because in his mind, she doesn't know like what his situation really is, right. but he does. So I guess there's that. And like, he knows that, you know, he's basically coming from a totally different background than mm-hmm. her. But I guess to her, he's just like this hot boy that she's like wants to make out with. Mm-hmm. So that was just kind of an interesting dynamic, you know, and that, well, she, I feel like that she was kind of able to see past class between that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was something yeah. about the youth and like the ability to kind of break away from these class distinctions, mm-hmm. like where the children are able to kind of, well, not, not, no, actually, cause the young boy, he, I think that he acknowledges the class distinction when he acknowledges their smell. Mm-hmm. he's like oh they smell the same mm-hmm. like even though he doesn't consciously recognize it or say it directly that was his way of mm. you know maintaining those class distinctions huh i think that's a little more innocent though because i thought it's, i kind of took that more as like he just smells the smell and no i think that's the surface thing of course mm. like that's what it appears to be but i think that there is something beneath that you know what i mean that acknowledgement that's like foreign you know he's acknowledging this foreign smell yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that that makes them you know other do you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying oh yeah and not just that but 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 the girl though she doesn't ever i mean what is going on with that you know what i mean i feel like is there i think she was a little more isolated she seemed like i don't know she she wasn't as part of the family like that moment where mom oh, didn't even ask her if she right. wanted the wrong right yeah. what was you up know? with that like yeah. they put that in there for a reason right, right? Mm-hmm. what was the point of that like why did they want the daughter to be kind of different than the rest of them and even the dad too at that one scene where i mean it's he's kind of joking but also i mean he is he's on the walkie-talkie or whatever and he's like oh your sister's here and she's just got like a pouty lip like a duck or something mm-hmm. you know like kind of making fun of her like in front of her you know what i'm talking about when he's walkie talking with the little boy who's like camping or whatever Mm -hmm. or i don't know he's not camping at that time but he's outside or something yeah but they're just talking over the walkie talkie he's like yeah your sister's here and she just looks so sad over you know like they're just kind of joking around about it yeah and yet they dote on the boy they dote on him like they they have nothing bad to say Mm -hmm. about him what's up with that what was that why what was going on there why why did they do that she's a girl i don't know yeah, I don't know the yeah, I don't know the dynamics of like gender so much. I don't in, know. I didn't in, I am just curious like there must be a reason why they created that dynamic, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. they put in all these specific points to make, you know well, what I mean? Well, they also the are wrong. implying that they think that the young boy is like a creative genius too with mm-hmm. like right. you know, oh his art is and and even the the you know, 
the the family the the main family that we're following when they kind of come in i mean they kind of play into it too yeah by by the the sister kind of being like oh sure you know oh look, this spot right here means you know what blah 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 or like mm-hmm. kind of just pouting all this uh nonsense really yeah. i love that scene by the mm-hmm. way too it's just, yeah that, was great. that that scene to me is just pure comedy like it's just so it's just so perfect like mm-hmm. uh <laughs> she's it's like when you really start to understand i think what they're up to mm-hmm. to the level that they're gonna do it like that they're just gonna really fuck with this family and yeah. like you know just tell them whatever they want to hear and 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 it's so funny that there's also that one scene where the affluent mom is like she's like oh you have so much to learn about people you know when when she's talking about oh you're so innocent mm-hmm. because sh- they're talking about the uh the driver or whatever and how the driver didn't take her home or, or that night and she's like, oh, you're so trusting. Like, you're, you shouldn't be so trusting. You right. have so much to learn about people. Right. When really in reality, like, she's, like, she's yeah. the one who has so much to learn right, about people, right, you know? Right, mm-hmm. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I don't know. There's just so many scenes in this movie so to me that are um, just really excellent examples of irony and in, oh you know in, what in else was an interesting of, thing mm-hmm. yeah when the dad was like then when he was about to have sex with the mom and he was like if you have that if you like oh, busted right. out the girl's oh, panties yeah. that would really give me a hard on right now right yeah. like that's another power trip thing like oh, totally. he was like mm-hmm. he got off he gets off on like this lower class you know kind yeah. of the servant's underwear, basically. Because mm-hmm. yeah. she's like, buy me drugs. Yeah, and, buy me drugs. Uh-huh. <laughs> was... And they were thinking that this lady probably was on crystal meth or coke. Oh, right. right. <laughs> she was like playing into it. She's like, oh, buy me, like pretending to be like a... Like it's a role-playing type yeah. of thing. They're mm-hmm. role-playing. Role-playing as if he was like going to have sex with like a lower, mm-hmm. you know, person or whatever. Yeah. Right. But that's... yeah, that's also a very telling scene of this like power trip that the that specifically, it seems like the the guy the the the, the, dad. the dad has i think the most it seems mm-hmm. and then you know the other family members are almost like playing into it and playing along or he's sort of like influencing in, influencing them as well i wonder if there's also kind of like a weird um subconscious desire to be oblivious as the mother was you know that makes her feel powerful in a way like mm-hmm. if that if that there's a there is kind of like a power dynamic in her oblivion, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Or, right. If, well, I think or not oblivion, but in her obliviousness, like by by kind of, you know, having the luxury of being so naive. I think you that's exactly. I mean? it is. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Because she can afford to exactly. just basically not, not have to know anything. And exactly. Just kind of mm-hmm. Sit around and play with the dogs and do whatever she wants. Totally. Like, mm-hmm. You know, she's like the queen of the house. Really. I think that's yeah that's her trip mm-hmm. and she like gets off on that mm-hmm. she gets off on being kind of yeah i know yeah she doesn't want to she doesn't want to concern other, herself other side yeah mm-hmm. have other people take care of it. i don't think it's that she doesn't want to concern herself i think that she gets off that she doesn't have to concern herself mm-hmm. like it makes her feel better probably mm-hmm. oh, yeah. i think this movie highlights that kind of that existence of power dynamic in the class you know, dynamic, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically, the existence of that kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is really good at, at highlighting these kind of subtle, weird things. You know, definitely. I mean, it's, I mean, it's just showing what our society is like. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's nothing really all that different. You know, we live separately. We're divided by class. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
If you live in a certain area or have a certain amount of money, you don't need to use public transportation. You don't need to be among people who do not have. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you are people who are struggling are struggling against themselves. They're fighting against themselves for resources. So those two families that could have right, right. worked together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, I mean, it's, you know, the pressures of everything, you have to fight against each other, you know? So I think it's, this is just how our society operates and it highlights it also very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, do you think that's because it, it's almost like you can't reach the people, the haves, you know, like the, it's, it's like you almost are fighting amongst the two families in this, in this movie, for example, mm-hmm. they're fighting against each other too, because it's almost like the upper class family is just untouchable in a way. It's like, how can they even reach them to sort of fight them? It's like mm-hmm. more difficult. It's like easier actually to fight amongst yourselves. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like, it is interesting, you know? The other thing too, is that like they were all able to do these things that I think did require a level of education, like to be able to function as like a tutor, you know what I mean? To be able to pull off like what they were doing required yeah. like a lot of, you know, thought and I mean, it, well, it required some level of skill and education, obviously. Uh-huh. So there is an interesting thing that they were kind of able to blend in. You know what I mean? Like the mom did think that the the daughter, the girl who was acting as the art tutor, was this kind of you know highly mm-hmm. sought after, you know, world class. She wasn't really actually, I feel like, in the servant role so much as like mm-hmm. this highly desirable educator you know what i mean Mm. so there's that was kind of an interesting thing too like that they in a way were able to kind of up to a certain point they can get the smell (laughs) right the smell so it's like you could go so far you could be like this Mm. high renowned thing but then it's like where you come from is it's always gonna it's there, there you know and so i don't know yeah right i also think that there I think where that came from, her ability to even kind of fake it until she made it kind yeah. of thing, it's just perception. And I right. think I think that maybe there's. The I think that is a commentary on like, I think upper class people tend to not have as much depth or, or like able to see depth of perception, like what people are really really mean or really say or you know just being able to connect with people on an emotional level, you know, or or just like I, I don't know because I feel like she the sister at least the 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 tutor the yeah. art tutor. Um, you know, she's like picking up on these little clues that she can put together right. to present this fake information about like, oh, this corner means she's this like or highly whatever, perceptive. You know? She's yeah. like highly perce- aware of she, details. She like picked up on the fact that that other painting had the little thing in the corner. She's like, oh, I'll just make this connection and just like pretend that this means this, you know. And, and it's like enough to get by, basically, you know. Oops. Yeah, but that's that's cool. No, I I like that too. No, I mean I just think that that's an interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> they, got, they got skills to maneuver, mm-hmm. you know, in this world, and that that's what I think is cool. Is like, or and the reality is, you do what you have to do, right? Sometimes to get out of something, and right. so you see these people, you know, really going to the top of <laughs> this particular skill of conning. Yeah to get out of poverty and so it's like street smarts meets you know whatever else they had to figure out to maneuver you know which the other family hasn't ever had to do you don't have to like get clues and figure out how to do that stuff we don't really know how they became rich though you know the rich family like we don't know how they got there maybe were they born into it or did they 
claw their way to the top as well or who mm-hmm. knows but i guess mm-hmm. the other interesting thing was like the the fact that those the the old the ex housekeeper and her husband had this underground living situation and right and just that whole co- like reveal of you know that all yeah. these there are these really you know a uh, high-end houses that were built with these secret underground living quarters. I don't know if that's a true... That's probably a true thing. I don't know, yeah. I imagine there probably are a lot of that. Isn't there... That exists, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, just that reality. I guess it kind of also harkens back to the idea of like people living in, you know, like in the subway and stuff like that. People mm-hmm. who live in underground. Underground, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real thing. I mean, that exists like in New York for sure and paris i guess anywhere where there's subways but like that was just kind of interesting what of that i mean talk about it (laughs) (laughs) talk Talk about uh, about the husband and stuff and what was his deal why was he so what he was (laughs) yeah he's an interesting character all of himself too i mean he's Mm -hmm. like he almost seems content to live down there i mean he mentions a couple times that there that he's found a way to just kind of make it okay for him. Right. Like, what does he represent to you guys? Like, what is his symbolic representation? Right. Like, in a greater yeah. society? Hmm. I feel like he's obviously... I mean, he seems like a very symbolic figure. I don't know. For me, it almost felt like... Um, I don't know. When you take on... You are in a certain situation, and it almost becomes even though it's a hardship, it almost becomes your comfort. Mm. You know, there's like this mm. saying by Harriet Tubman that was like, I could have freed so many more slaves if they had only knew they were slaves, mm. you know? Uh-huh. And so like kind of, and I think of that in our society, even today, mm. I'm yeah. just like, you know, we, you know, so you, you don't have all of these things, but um, this is all you know, you right. know, and you can't even really envision anything else. And then whatever else you do have, I'm worshiping this, this Mr. Park guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I'm living in your basement and sc- on with scraps. Like, I think that kind of just, for me, that was a message on just like, we don't, we don't even really know how to go after anymore what it is that we need for ourselves. Like it, it's like complacency and just like, you know, a flag is up or whatever. I just have to survive in this way, mm-hmm. and that's it. And now I kind of like it, like Stockholm syndrome or something. Right? Yeah, like, a little bit. Of you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was my takeaway. No, was I there missteps in this movie for you, or nothing that was like glaring? Really, mm-hmm. it's a rarity. But yeah, no. Wow. But. <laughs> so, but yeah. I'm curious because you said you didn't love it, <laughs> mm. or do you love it? <laughs> I I liked it a lot. Uh huh. I don't know. What Did was I love it? was there anything that wasn't engaging for you? Or? No, I was like fully engaged. Oh, okay. I guess just to love something is <laughs> a great. She's, thing. she's using stronger. the word wisely. You don't want to yeah. just throw it around. I don't throw it around. So it's like a perfect movie, but you don't love it. <laughs> I don't. Th- I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. No, I just can't think of what I didn't. I don't know. I mean, I think it was g- really good. You know, I don't really have anything bad to say about it too mm-hmm. much. You know, it was like I don't know. Too bad about their house getting all flooded. That was a bummer. That was a bummer, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you definitely feel just terrible for this family at the, at the end of the day because it's just like, man. Because they have sort of tasted this yeah. lifestyle. Like you said, they've gotten up close and personal and really been able to see how different things are. And yeah. and then, yeah, at the end of the day. <laughs> it's just well, it, makes them, it, it actually makes them feel even worse about their reality, probably. Mm-hmm right like it makes it probably like just yeah makes that whole experience of the flood and all of that even 
even that much worse. Uh huh. But um. Oh, and well, I love that yeah. sequence too, where they're walking all down all of the stairs. Like you just get this mm. sense of how kind of far removed they are right. too because you just see these multiple huge stairs that they're going mm-hmm. down you're like oh that's got to be it and then it's like another one yeah. and another one they keep going underground everything is yeah. under underground and you get this sense of just Sub. it's it's perfect too that a storm is happening because you're seeing this water that starts up top and it's just yeah. like slowly dripping down all these different levels and just ends up literally in their at, house at you know the bottom yeah and and for the rich family it's like Oh, we had a little storm, and uh, and it was like pleasant. Oh, we couldn't go camping. Oh, we couldn't go camping, and <laughs> yeah. then oh, thanks to the water, we you know it's nice and sunny and green or whatever. Right. And it just and again here's a you know a reality right now. Like who are the people being most impacted by climate change? Right. You know. Right. So it's just kind of like dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think mm-hmm. there's yeah there's so much in this movie um, that is a mirror <laughs> mm-hmm. to yeah society obviously in america too i mean it's you know mm-hmm. worldwide yeah a thoughtful movie uh, it, it's, home it's, here. It's, it's smartly written <laughs> i think this movie you know it's just got lots of twists and turns it, like not only i love movies when they are entertaining and engaging but also have a lot to kind of dig into and, and i think this is like a great example of a movie that just does that really well like you can really um yeah, you can really think about it. But mm-hmm. also, just on the surface level, it's entertaining and smartly written. And, you know, there's twists and turns and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, should we wrap it up then? Sure. You're, you're in deep thought. No, I was just thinking any... about... <laughs> I don't know. No, it's yeah. not, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> that's Parasite. That's our thoughts right. on Parasite. <laughs> Highly recommend, I think, uh, from, from all of us. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's a good one. Thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for showing me that. <laughs> of course, of course. Glad, yeah. mm-hmm. glad you could, you guys could uh, watch it. And uh, thank you so much, Lelin, for being yeah. on on this episode. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. Um, great to have you on. Uh, we are going to end the show as we usually do with a song. Um, this is going to be "Dive" by the Session uh, off of their upcoming album, Cyan. Just came out, brand new, hot off the tapes grill, <laughs> grill yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever it may be um go check out the video too of course listen to everything else session is done yes yep. um but yeah thank you lalin for being on this Thanks. episode yep. and uh this has been totally tell me we'll be back in two weeks with a new episode